変身そ、so, う、Steph、今度は、ask you、can you do、uh, the famous line from our friend Momotros starts out?、Uh, welcome to Final Climax. Was that, I, it? was that what you were looking for? I thought it was you, chicken wing bastard. I, I thought it was crabs can't fly, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, crabs can't fly. You said that a lot. Something can't do something, <laughs> you bastard. When you're done playing with that hole, play with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Oh, damn. I didn't realize we were on a Valentine's Day episode this soon. What I meant was, Ore Sanjo. Or, that's not quite it. That's like, like not like. He puts a lot of inflection like, on punk, it. Yeah. He really does. He's got, his,、uh, he, he's got his thing going on there for sure. Like,、uh, when somebody on like WikiHow or like Quora is like, I'll take care of this. Like, it's just like making his day. Just he's like, finally. <laughs> That's what I've been waiting for. But hello, you're listening to Common Rider with me. This is our Common Rider Deno book club. This is part four, covering episodes 23 through 27 of Common Rider Deno. I'm Trosta Kip, and with me is Steph. Hey, Steph. Hey, Kip. How's it going?、Uh, pretty good. You know, it's been, it's always busy. So I guess it's been flirty, light, sunny, airy. Can it be that? I, I like flirty the best. Yeah.、Oh. I, I appreciate a good flirty atmosphere. Yeah, nice, like a、uh, white wine and like a、uh, sundresses. I don't know what's flirty. And cu- country music on the radio has to be that. I've been told that I'm too flirty. So I don't know what's flirty, what's not, I guess. So、mm. that's just me. And also with me is、uh, the flirtiest man I know, David. Hey, David. Most definitely. <laughs> Give me a call later. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I like.、Uh, My first like, exposure to, like, I guess, like, phone sex was like, in like, American Pie 2. There's that scene where like, they're on the phone and then like, it's like, all like, oh, look at your balls off me. Oh, no, look, he was playing soccer. <laughs> that kind of stuff. We are here, though. It is time for some Comrade r Deno once again. And damn, these episodes. <laughs> a lot going on here. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot going on here. But first, I,、uh, for reasons outside of Comrade r Deno, really miss you last time, David. Why is that? Because literally, <laughs> as soon as we talked about it,、um, like, like, what's it called? Like, the, it's like, not like the, it's not the Dunning Kruger effect. It's like the something something effect, like where like you、um, talk about something and then you see it everywhere. Oh,、uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I don't, I don't know what that's, that's called, but like,、uh, it's like some, some like weird.、Uh, It was like that disease that Jim Carrey had in that movie where he just saw seven everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what one you're talking about. I can't, I can't remember what exactly what it's called, but. That was me and Mama Cherry Bicycle. <laughs> They're suddenly everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I randomly was like on Twitter and I、like、know that thing like where you're like, you're like looking up like a news article. You're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, I'm glad this is happening. Oh, this is great. And then, like, there's just like somebody like 
hawking their OnlyFans, and you're like, oh, this is not really relevant, but I'm glad mm-hmm. these hashtags work for you. And that person's name was like Mama Cherry Slut or something, and I was like, huh. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, looking at a list mm-hmm. for like the like a like bunch of like um different people's like favorite characters from like anime. And so one person mentioned this uh their favorite villain was uh this like character from this um 2015 anime Yaomoshi Petal. Oh, Yaomoshi Petal, yeah. Yeah. And that show starts it's all about this character that's like riding their like grandma bike and just like all mm-hmm. around and so just, like, I mean it is it is the most mass produced bicycle in the world thanks Sweden. Uh, I want to have like a nice range to bicycle. I wish I did, but I live on a mountain, so like any attempt to me like going back to my house will destroy my legs. Not if you smile while you do it. (laughs) Smile as my legs snap. (laughs) Weird show. Uh, It's very endearing. I'm still waiting on like meeting this best villain in like anime. So I'm like liking the show, but I'm not sure. It's just like a very like weird sensation to watch a like show. It's like the strength of sports anime is when it treats like stuff like tennis like too seriously. It's like Naruto where it's like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's over like, the top. Yeah. Oh, my God. He put three degrees of spin on his backhand, <laughs> which causes it to bounce at a 45 degree angle when he hits the ground. Stuff like that. They call him one of the five princes of the backhand <laughs> of hell. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of right. <laughs> Oh my god, and it's just like all it is is like some like 15-year-old kid who just hits the ball real good. They call him the quilled snake of Domino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they give him like stupid ass names. And like also like when I was like a kid playing like Magic the Gathering or other, I would have loved to like have like a name like that. Like, oh, he's like the like he's the beggar king of white and like blue mana cost cards. Something like that. <laughs> Just something really dumb. I would love that, actually. Uh. Yeah, any, anytime someone else gives you a cool nickname, that's when you know you've made it. Have we ever gotten, like, cool nicknames, though? Like, I, I haven't. Do you? No? No, never. I don't think so. Uh, when I was, like, a teenager, I was, like, um, the funny kid for a minute. And, like, I, like, gave myself a lot of nicknames. Like, I think I was, like at mcdonald's with some people and i was like oh yeah like call me number four they're like why and i was like oh because i'm big and tasty I just <laughs> <laughs> not as cool though in hindsight not as cool not as cool as you thought no 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 <laughs> uh, i don't know why you're not still going by number four now what is this kip bullshit Way to commit to I it. I was the Jesus. cyclone. I was like big and tasty. I, I had something else too. Oh, but that's great. That's that's honestly, yeah. It's really funny, actually. <laughs> Let's just end the podcast here. Like nothing that happened in these episodes. This is great. Yeah, come right in front of guy. Whatever. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. You know, yeah, yeah. Tune it. in for the movie. <laughs> no, um, when you're like 12, 13, you care a lot about what what people think about you. That's the best time to do the dumbest shit you can, actually. It's true. That's, that is true. Well, maybe when we were kids before, like, that instant uh, recording software was as readily available. 
Yeah, because like, <laughs> like, like you could be damn Daniel, and you could be like the kid that got suplexed for being like racist at school. Like it's like right. really up the air. Yeah, you're you're really you know, taking a chance there. Either way, I, I've said it forever, but in this day and age, don't record your crimes, good or bad. It's just self snitching. You're gonna you're gonna end up hurting yourself down the line. That is gonna be evidence against you one day. Yep. One yep. way or the other. Uh. I would have recorded a lot of crime. Like, <laughs> like I would have really recorded a lot of crime. I appreciate that you know that about yourself, though. Like, you're honest with yourself about it. I just, like, grew up around a lot of crime, too. So you wouldn't have even realized it wasn't something you should record. Eventually, I did. Um, but, like... <laughs> It's the kind of thing where, like, I'll tell stories about, like, oh, yeah, growing up, like, this happened. People are like, that's really messed up. I'm like, oh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> but is it, though? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, apparently, I didn't die. I thought it was hilarious. I've got that, like, let's be wild perk from, like, Fallout, I think. Where, like, uh, <laughs> where shit just goes nuts. Yeah, I'll try to mellow out a bit. Uh, but no. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know how to respond to that story other than to laugh. I'm sorry. That's just that was so much processing power for me. No, it's the bit. But um, let's talk shop though. Uh, and I'll bring us back on track after taking us very far off track. But um, the uh, immediate like future for the show is that uh, next time uh, we are looking at the movie for Comrade Deno. Uh, Comrade Deno, I am born. Which is just a, it's a fun little movie. A like solid ninety minutes, you know, the usual. Um, it's um way more integrated in the show. Like we'll talk about it, but like a lot of like these movies before this one just kind of happen, and they're like, oh wow, what if instead two years after the show something else happened? <laughs> it's like oh, okay, maybe instead that could have happened, but it doesn't. Fair enough. For next time though, um. The time after next time. Probably can add like episodes uh, 28 through 34. So that is seven episodes. There's kind of a weird chunk of episodes like in there where it's like hard to know where to put it, but it was just kind of. Uh, there's a point where it feels like we should stop. But there's a point where there's like a extra weird chunk. Just it's hard sometimes. Like, how do you perfectly split up a like whole show and like a movie like that? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. But yeah, that's uh, the next two episodes for us and uh that though brings me to to david and last time you uh could not be with us but Mm -hmm. i wanted to know what you thought of those episodes okay um so i got all of the the things up here so i'm just gonna rattle through them in like two block chunks so that should be pretty quick yeah so first two ones, person just now in the past and the clockwork fiance. This is where Yuto shows up. Uh, Yuto's just kind of an asshole. Like, I, I don't really I think his suit is OK. It's not my favorite. I preferred basically every single other form of Den-O to the green one. The also the the train that's also a bull is kind of weird. Like, I, I don't know what mm-hmm. the significance of that is, but. You know, it's is an okay group of episodes as far as like introducing him as like maybe he's an antagonist character, which obviously getting into today's episodes, we find out that, you know, later on, that's not the case. But 
Yeah, I mean, these two episodes are okay. Uh, I think the most interesting thing for me out of these set of episodes was that the wolf imagine that shows up in these two episodes Mm -hmm. is voiced by Nobuyuki Hiyama, who's like a super famous voice actor. He does so much stuff. If you look up his IMDb page, it is super long. So you've probably heard him in something. I recognize his voice immediately. Um, Okay, like I've seen some people. I've seen... He's the voice of like this, like Eric for a like yeah. Aaron Logan, Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of he's, stuff. He's all over the place. Um, the next one here is uh, the next two sets: That Man Zero Start and Let Me Say This to Start. Uh, these are kind of like when Yuto shows up and shows more of his fighting power, as well as uh, Deneb showing up. Um, I think this is the episodes where you first see Vega form. <laughs> where he's got like the cannons on uh, his shoulders and the cape and the eyes turn red and yep. he gives me he gives me dragon sword vibes just like the coloration and the the <laughs> missile launchers on his shoulder and another interesting thing from this set of episodes is that I know that Steph talked about it last time she's like ah oh, that that jellyfish imagine is real real gross. The interesting thing to me about the Jellyfish Imagine is that it is voiced by, uh, what was his name? His name is Ryusei Nakao, who is super duper famous. You will know him in Japan for voices such as Frieza from oh. Dragon Ball Z, Biking Man from Ampan Man, and Caesar Clown from One Piece. So he's like a pretty prolific voice actor and I recognize him immediately because the voice he uses for the jellyfish imagine is the exact same voice he uses for Frieza. Nice. Okay. The exact same one. I was like, oh it's Frieza. Has it looks like Frieza like, pouches, too. Yeah. His head right. pouches, I guess. Yeah. What, yeah, what yeah. Got, They're very similar. Um the next two are Fighting Style and Uns the Unspeakable Future. Um this is when Ryutaros gets jealous of you because he's Irie's ex-fiance. His um, once former fiance. Yes. Maybe possibly future fiance. We'll, we'll see how this pans out. But um, yeah, it's it, this episode was weird. I, I think you mentioned in the episode where like uh, it's very clear now that uh, Ryutaros just has the ability to manifest break dancers wherever he goes because they just show up in like yeah a, a place they should not be and you're like okay that's weird um yeah so there's stuff like the zero liner drill zero liner naginata i feel like i'm talking a, a lot about it i would go more in depth if we were having a discussion but uh as far as these um what's it called these set of episodes um i think that it's a pretty solid set. We've kind of find out who was the man in the, the, uh, the jacket and whatever it's Yuto possibly from another timeline. That was kind of the big arc of that set, set of episodes. So I think we're okay to get into, uh, this set, which man, this set has some stuff in it. The main thing I wanted to know what you thought was like, um, how they did the fiance stuff, but also like, there's a lot of like, assumptions we had of like oh she lost her memories because time but also other people remember like the like old yuto so it's not just time 
Yeah. I mean, I would have preferred that they had tied it into like Yuto's powers more where he's like, oh, I went back in time and like erased myself. And that's why she doesn't remember me in this timeline. But it just seems like it's like, oh, no, she's just mentally scarred. And that's why she doesn't remember. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess. The timeline we have is also like very weird because it's like, okay, he like presumably the show starts like the end of January at the beginning of January. He disappeared. So like the life that we see them like leading is like they make it seem like they've been living like this for a while, but it's actually like been maybe weeks since like. Yeah, it has not been a long time. I mean, good set of episodes. I think the ones we're going to talk about are even better. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like you said, uh, let's, um, start on that first block. And that is, a uh, 23 enter the prince, kneel down to him and 24. The prince is goodbye lullaby. So yeah, there's a dog on the den liner. It pees on Kitaros. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty, <laughs> pretty funny. Like <laughs> a great way to start that episode. Hmm. My foot sweat weird. And then just this giant puddle of piss right next to his foot. I like it's, um, like connected to like. We see Ryotaro like training and he just runs very badly. And then like he gets like possessed by like Rutars. It's like, oh, look, a kitten. Like I'll bring this back. And then like we see where all the pets are going. There's just mm-hmm. like one train car with Siege. Siege? Is his name Siege? I thought it was Sieg. Sieg makes more sense, maybe. Like I'm not sure what I'm not sure what the significance of his name being Sieg is. Swan Lake is like what he's based off of, I think. Okay. Is there is he based off like Siegfried? That's what I was thinking. Like why Sieg made more sense when he said it. Okay, that that checks out because I'm like Sieg in German just means like hail, you know, kind of like it's just a weird name. Yeah, he's a prince. He's white. He is noble. He is powerful. Uh, Clearly, yes. We don't see much of him, but like I like how they like expand on their like um lore here and like what if a baby got possessed and like what does that mean and how does that change things yeah it is a very different um way to to go i suppose because like well and it it, i I guess now we know that imagine can be like transferred body to body Mm -hmm. like unintentionally because he tried to possess the mob and then he possessed the young baby or like was it just like his mom was pregnant? We're the not unborn sure. child. Yeah. Uh, I wrote in my notes, um, Ryotaro V. Wade and this like, <laughs> suck out there. So, yeah, <laughs> that's my thoughts. There, there you just, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked the stuff that they did, though, were like, um, he's very clearly like a, a princely character. Yeah, like the shots of him, like in the light that looks like an egg and like, oh, like I forgot. And then I woke up and I was like born. Mm-hmm. And the plot, I guess, is that this dude got fired from the company and he's like, I'm mad I got fired. I better kidnap this baby. <laughs> yeah. Five years later or whatever. It's very, yeah, very strange. Yeah, that seems like a just a hard plan, but also like it's like it's a newborn baby, so it has to be nine months old in the shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I always imagine that it's it's rough to get 
children to yeah, of course, act in a show, right? Acts, right? Act, <laughs> but but like being a show, especially when they're that young. For me, it's really hard because uh, it's hard to find a like baby actor who's not a method actor, mm-hmm. and like like who's like and like really be like a professional and just like not like be so like engrossed that one baby role. So, but you know, I mean. Uh, <laughs> he talks in this episode or wait, no. is that the next episode it is a it's episode. in this arc yeah, yeah. Uh, that was fun when the baby started talking with Steve's voice and the lips oh god those were bad Compton lips they looked awful <laughs> yeah it was pretty hard to watch have you ever seen like um that show from the 90s Angela Anaconda yes like the, yes yes, like yes. that is exactly what it looks like yeah not not good not good looking on that one but Siege has no contracting and possess Ryotaro and can make people shrink when they don't bow down to him and make them like a small, they could fit in like a teacup. I liked how um, they show like him meeting mm-hmm. with Ruteros by like, he just like dancing next, like right next to some like shipping. He's like, oh, hey, come live on the ship or whatever. This like trade. Yep. Which that does seem like what he would do with like. Riotros just randomly like take his body and like go dance, I guess, which is probably the safest option for everybody involved. What do you think of like um this uh new character stuff though and like Sieg? I was very confused but also entertained. Like um it was difficult to reconcile that this might be another potential main character to have to deal with, but on the other hand, it was such an entertaining character that I couldn't even complain about it, even though I knew it would make the story more complex overall. Mm, yeah. I liked how um he wanted to, like, find his mom and, like, had his brother. And also, like, just, like, it was very clear that, like, he didn't quite understand things as well because, like, he was just bored or, like, that's about that time. And, um, of course, that leads to him leaving with Riotro with the baby just like huh well I guess I'm arrested again for another time <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, that seems to happen a lot where like people are like ah it's just getting annoying I'm gonna peace out and then Riotro's just like oh fuck like police again god damn it right yeah uh cause he has the mom and the baby and he gets saved uh by those lips but then he like He's being interrogated and like he lets the Taros help him, but it's also like, I don't know, like just maybe just let yourself or Yuratos like have this one. Don't let like anyone else in here. <laughs> anyone else in? Seriously. You'd have one that was telling them to go fuck themselves because they were no flying bastards. And then you'd have another one that was uh every time someone said the word sad, he would crack. Like it, there's no way to do that that works out for him. Yeah, um, he should be happy that it wasn't Vruturos, I guess, where it's like, yeah, let's dance. Oh, this is so much fun. Let's get the table. <laughs> but yeah, um, we do see some more of like, um, there's a lot for Deneb in these episodes where like he's like shooting smoke bombs. He's like possessing like Yuto and like, oh, like, thank you so much. Like trying to make friends with people and like really get and like really getting on his nerves and stuff. So that's fun here. But also like it's very clear that like he's trying not to use these cards like Yuto does not want to transform with like 
think he can avoid it here, too. Right. Well, he mentioned in the previous episode that he only had eight left. So he had ten at the start of the show at that point. Yeah. And, like, by the end of this set of episodes, he must have, like, two? Six, I think. Six? He's he's transformed way more often than that. I'm pretty sure he has six going into the movie. Unless I'm wrong. Okay. He transforms the first time. He transforms versus Ruteros. He transforms, like, versus the rabbit stuff. So that's seven. He transforms versus the, um, the spider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, like, transforms the last set. So five, actually, going to the okay. PS. Not a lot at all, but yeah. I like that they've kept it, like, a little mysterious. But also, two things that I can't not like is, um, that he's green and gold. Um, I am a, like, child of, uh, that first like Power Ranger series and um mm-hmm. he has a limit and like that kind of like uh will always make like it like more interesting and like, like more shows should have that like where it's like like it's oh you a like tattoo of a snake is gonna like reach your neck or oh like you're like turning evil or like right something something, on something it, yeah. to to limit your just endless power where you become super strong i like that more than like a like power up too or like I'd much rather have like a like character their power up is not being limited than like they mm-hmm. get like four power ups too, you know. But you know, that's a larger problem for like more modern shows, I guess. But <laughs> and we very briefly see wing form though, which is a yes, gold and white form, fancy, noble, regal. I kind of I'm like kind of on the fence about it. I think the design is cool. I wish that they had picked a different color gold. I wish they had used the same gold that's on Yuto's form because it's like this like weird like pale gold and it just does not look good. I don't know why, but it gives me like this like this looks like snot vibes, like shiny snot. It's it's kind of that color. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I, if it had been like gold gold, like on the other... Because on the other suits, the gold is like that bright yellow gold. Whereas this is much more muted. And I don't think it looks as good. It does kind of have like a like slight like gimp suit vibe to it too. Yes, yes, yeah, a little bit. Which is weird to say when they're all, I guess, like wearing like leather undersuits but like the color here is a little bit i guess but yeah um and of course like um the most interesting morsel here though is like that um siege is like he's he's fading because the baby's memories are constantly being rewritten and like without memories like there's no time is like what the owner says which is like a Mm -hmm. important thing of this like show is like what's time what's memories they're kind of the same thing, you know? He, yeah, he specifically does mention that. And, like, um, at first, like, I was confused why he was going back to 97. I was like, oh, that's the mom's memories. Okay. I was just saying, right. that's not how babies work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they specifically mention that, too. They're like, that's not how babies work. Babies forget shit all the time. So, because he's not seen you in a day, you don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah, which is, like, a cool, like, concept, too. <laughs> Just, I think that like um when this show like gets into like more stuff with like memories like when it's like 
really at its strongest too. And like it does like a lot to um in the post show content. Like it does stuff of like like what's a memory and what stuff too. Like is pretty cool for like what should be like a like cameo moment too. And like right, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's kind of it. There though, it's just like oh, met this dude, he's gone. Wonder if that's a preview for the movie anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually like I was actually kind of surprised that we got a fifth form of Deno because I th- I felt like they had like that pretty good core cast of the those four forms with the Tados and then you kind of throw Sieg in there as like a fifth one and I was like, "Oh, okay, like is he going to just like keep getting more?" But then Sieg kind of just is not around after that. Right. But then he he shows up in a later episode briefly. So I'm like, OK, is he like what's going on? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Um. So that's actually like a pretty perfect time. But like um, something I've wanted to ask and like have us like work through is uh, let's say like you're like walking home. You uh, are like y- you randomly notice. Oh, that's a big explosion in front of me. What's going on? Then. You find yourself with a Deno belt. It has four buttons, has four colors, has four friends. Who would you pick for yourself as like one of your like one of your like Taros or like what character? Like, would you pick like, oh, here's Jack Sparrow. Oh, here's Buzz Lightyear. Like, (laughs) you mean like personality wise? If you had to pick right now, one of the four images that would like help you be a like a okay. writer who'd we all pick could be based off a story like that could be like an archetype could be anything but like it's like oh like here's my who's the character uh my stone cold steve austin friend and like he's gonna help me out here uh first one for me is daria no contest oh god <laughs> i was compared to her so often in high school that it almost became like a painful memory for me but you know rewatching the episodes they hold up so i'm not mad about it anymore so dario would that be like your like number one like like would that be like your first slot like you're like bottom just like yeah this is like my super reliable character just like you're like yeah absolutely this is, this is my base form yeah, yeah she would be my my memo she'd be the one telling people that uh they can't fucking fly and call them bastards while she kicked them out of the air like that'd be her okay Ooh. see i think i have one unless you're ready david but um um i mean for like for me if i'm gonna I'm, if i'm gonna pick from the four and you give me a hot minute to think of someone else I, out of the four that exist in the show i'm picking momotaro's no, I'm saying like a whole new character. Like you have like a, a whole, whole new, new character. Image. Yeah, so I'll go then. Um, and this is not my number one slot. This is like my like two or three. This is like a, a like uh, maybe situational. Maybe sometimes I like, don't want him around. But um, I'm gonna pick Columbo. <laughs> now I've been okay. watching Columbo lately. Uh-huh. Um, he's very good. And like being possessed by Columbo, like I have mannerisms. I have. I like slouch. I have like a way of speaking my form. I'm not sure what my weapon. What would Daria's weapon be like? What like would like the armor look like, I guess. But like for Columbo would be like, I guess, like a like beige and like just like some kind of like his weapon would like be a pen, but he'd never have it. For Daria, I think because she's such an like academic, I think she would almost have to have like a 
like whatever that world's equivalent of like a, a spell focus was. So I mean, I I can imagine her like carrying around a thesaurus or something. She's like a battle tome. Yeah, exactly. But it's like you know fucking the dictionary or, or like an encyclopedia or something like it's something completely ridiculous that a normal person would carry around the dictionary of sass there you go i don't know i like for me i would love a common writer series if they based it off of like greek mythology okay Oh yeah. So absolutely. like I think like I think like you could have like um all the demigods be like different forms, like Hercules is a form, so he's like really buff and super powerful, or like Achilles can like run really, really fast. Stuff like that. I think it'd be cool. Or like Zeus and you know, you have like all the different gods are like a different suit type. I think that'd mm-hmm. be pretty neat. Yeah, I would love that. And especially because that's a mythology I understand a hell of mm. a lot more. So I would probably random Japanese folklore, right? Which I rely on you guys to consistently fill me in on because I'm so ignorant of it. But yeah, like I went through a period where I studied so much Greek mythology that it, for whatever reason, just ingrained itself in my psyche. So I would definitely love something like that. Okay, but which one would you pick to know that you definitely had, David? Plus, ooh, I would pick personalities, right? Yeah, there's a lot of personalities there. If I was going to pick one, I think, hmm, I think like Artemis or something would be cool. Like a common rider that uses a bow. That sounds pretty reliable, like a much better weapon than a lot of other yeah. ones. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's no there's no gun. There, well, I mean, what does Ryutaros have to do with the gun? I guess you could have a gun, but yeah, you can make it up. But <laughs> here's my here's my bow that turns into gun. I think we should each pick a Taro or like an Imogen um, that's completely new for the other two and fill out our, our like list some more. So I'll make one for like each of you and like you'll each like uh, make one for like each of us. And we'll see where we're at because right now we're at like Daria, Columbo and Artemis. So I'm not sure. There's a lot of this might get kind of weird. Like if it's like <laughs> we picked one and now we'll see. What the, what's picked for us, I guess, but... Does the other Imogen have to be from, like, episodes that we've watched, or is it just, like, whatever we find in pop culture that I might be like, oh, that reminds me of Kip, or that reminds me of David? If you want to say, okay, so for David, here's cover writer Michelangelo. Okay, and then I have to design what his power set is. Exactly. Oh, love that. And then, like, that'll get us to, uh, three of our four picked out. And the next time, like, uh, might have a, like, new project for that, like, next, like, fourth one. But, yeah. Because, like, it's fun to think, oh, crap, there's four people that could possess me. What would my mix be? Like, what would I get, you know? But (laughs) towards that, though, um, we have three more episodes that are kind of an arc. They're kind of not an Mm. arc. They're kind of something. They're they're a lot is what they fucking are. Like. I, I joke pretty frequently about wanting to skip ahead a couple more episodes, but this week it was a real entire struggle because there was just so much I needed answered. So can I talk a little bit about some of the, the people in those last two episodes that are just like interesting little tidbit facts? Yeah, totally. So uh, the voice of Sieg in in the series is done by Shinichiro Miki. 
who is the voice of James from Pokemon, Lock On from Mobile Suit Gundam. He's Akira Yuki from Virtual Fighter, and he's Zamasu from Dragon Ball Super. So, like, he's okay. in like pretty big animes. Um, and the Scorpion, imagine that they fight in that episode. That's is, a dude from 2000 something right there. Yeah, is voiced by uh, Nobutoshi Hayashi, who is the voice of Knuckles in Sonic, Kain Initial D, and my favorite character, Guts from Berserk. Nice. I need to get like a complete, like, or at least like start like a like complete like Berserk collection. That's like something that like I like have always wanted to read, but I like want to read it physically. And it's I, good. Yeah, he's good. I kept thinking that like the two robbers from the last episode here might be somebody because like that's the kind of thing that like they do for this like where it's like oh and these are two well-known comedians or something but like like i couldn't tell if they were or not so i should like actually like yeah and they put them in a kind of like weird uh not quite minor but not quite major role and make them kind of spoof themselves and there's definitely moments here too where like they um <laughs> have like camera shots from the show matched with camera shots from the movie that look way different trying to remember like who i guess they don't really have they might have like character names those um the way that they kept switching out those camera shots though was part of the reason i was so disoriented through the series of episodes because i started to kind of feel like maybe there was something wrong with me that I was not comprehending why nothing was really coming together. And then on top of that, you have all these really trippy, like, you know, colored scenes and a shot from different angles and just this whole switch up from how the show has been up to this point. So it did kind of have me like questioning what I may have missed while we were watching it. Yeah. Cause like 25 opens with a scene in Retro's bedroom, where there's like a little like dinosaur, like the kind that ate, like like the kind that right, ate, like Dennis ate the little girl, yeah, at the, the start of Jurassic Park, yeah. yeah. And is getting rescued by Detta, but then like he gets chloroformed. <laughs> yeah, he gets like spray chloroformed, and then wakes up, and everyone's fighting ninjas. Yeah, and he thought he was going to the bathroom. Like he literally said something about a toilet. Well, it was it was funny because I was watching this episode. I I paused it and I stood up to to go to the bathroom and I came back and I, I unpaused and started watching again. And I thought I didn't pause it because all of a sudden they were just like fighting ninjas in like a field. And I was like, did I miss something <laughs> that happened when I walked away and didn't pause it? But no, that's just the way it is. It's super yeah. weird. In the other like Comradery show, um, we had a mix-up where episode thirty of the show um, was playing episode forty-two. So it opened with this character we'd never met, like abusing this robot we'd never met. I'm like, what does this have to do with like a demon fighting a boxer? <laughs> and then like we had to like change the whole format. It was like, what's going on? Like sometimes that just happens in shows where you're like, what's ha- what's going on here? And it doesn't help. Like the first thing that we see that's like chronologically sensical is like this gold gentleman coffee that makes them all have like weird eyebrows and talk weird yeah there's some this this set of two episodes just goes wild it's so Mm. weird 
and then there's like not like a ton going on too. There's like the shops getting fixed because they have some kids coming and like Yuto helps. And then it's like, oh, like stop being weird, Dada. But then it's just like, then there's another Dada and some ditches. Yeah. The plot here is the spiders, though, because there's a guy whose sister is sick and she right. wants to see the stars again. And uh, <laughs> what they did here is it was like, oh, like there's actually two spiders, one with red eyes and one with, with like, green eyes. And the red eye one's like, oh, I'll kidnap her and tie her to a tower. And in yep. the next episode, the green eye one's like, I'll just attack like a power station. Uh-huh. Which is a lot smarter. <laughs> I thought it was a really good play against each other, though. I, I enjoyed those two different methodologies in action. And um, we see like the um, like um, that Realtro and like Yuto like are like going towards the like hospital when Realtro gets grabbed again by another dead but this time he's in in ninja times, not dinosaur times. <laughs> so then like he has to like um like fight has zero notes and like use like a like card here and he's like mad about it of course. But like it's a very fun fight. Um but yeah just kind of like a lot going on that doesn't really make sense of the rest of the plot at this point because it's just, like why is time <laughs> travel? <laughs> Yeah, none of it makes any kind of sense. I, I had so many headaches through this watch. I had never even considered, like, the fact that they could bring people from multiple timelines into the same one. Yeah. But I was like, like, what? once he started getting, like, abducted again and again, I thought they're just like, oh, are they just, like, training him in secret while he's sleeping and, <laughs> you know, putting him back? Mm-hmm. But when they reveal like later, like, oh, no, they're bringing him from different timelines into the same timeline and having each one of the Tados take one body each so they can do some super big fight against the big, bad, evil guy. I was like, oh, OK, like this, now suddenly this has changed kind of the the narrative of what can happen in the show, because it's clear later on that Yuto and um, Gao who we haven't talked about yet, mm. can probably also do the same thing. <laughs> so it's it's complicated. And like, I, and like, I do think the show, to the best of my memory, explains why that wasn't a good idea, if, if necessary at the time. But um, it's just so weird because like, we don't really know that this is leading up to the movie until like the end of 25, like the start of like 26. And then like, it's like, each of these episodes ends like the movie's about to like be out that week and go see it. Like this episode ends with like pyramids being built and like stage coaches. And it's like, is this leading directly to the movie? No, there's just still two more episodes. It's wild. Yeah. There's just so much happening at one time. It's it, it really is impossible. The plot lines are like still going on in the background. It's like, oh, there's stage coaches. And also in the current timeline, Here's Naomi and like Hana like being cute and serving poop in cups oh. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Great bit of like comedy though is like when um Realtro comes back with like all these props from like the Edo Piers, like I'm not lying. This hat's real. <laughs> does like, does this, this look like I'm lying? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that was the most epic line because you look at it and go, kinda. I mean And like here too, like we get like the like oh like the way to the distant past is lost currently, but there might be a way. Wake, wake, wake. I have a feeling that Deno Liner Owner Man is actually like secretly evil. 
starting to really look that way. Yeah. He he's like he's at this point he's like far too cryptic about shit going on when he's like. Oh, bad thing can happen in time. Wouldn't want that to happen because it could really fuck up my train. But I'm not going to tell you. It's like, okay, well, clearly you you should care a little bit more than you do. But you're just kind of like, oh, it's time. So, you know, whatever, guys, just do what you need to do. He's very lackadaisical about something that could destroy time. I do think like with the Taros, with like Yuto, with like the card stuff, with like They've introduced stuff at a pace where, like, we're about halfway through the show and we don't actually know what the, like, what the opposition is in any major way besides, like, hints. So it's also, like, that's cool. And, like, it's a good way to make sure that it, like, feels meaningful when they show up or, like, whatever they are, like, what they're doing. So, like, I hope that, like, they stick the landing there. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Yeah. Um, And, yeah. um, Yuto meets future Yuto. Not older Yuto. <laughs> yes. Slightly future Yuto. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, I'll know that things are happening when I choose to wear a white vest, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's about the only indicator you get. And that's when there's a third. Is this working like the third time he gets picked up, right? To go back to the future? Yes, yeah. I believe so. Oh, yeah. And. One thing I like is that uh, we start to see him like going in platform, like unpossessed into fights. And like he's like at least like trying to do parts that he can by himself here where he's like, I'm going to just be Ryocho for like a, a like minute here. And like at least like the like non fight bits here. But yeah. Um, and um, the main like character thing here, I guess that like we see that like Yuto actually does. He does actually like like astronomy and like he's making those a constellations and like they both say they should go to hope hill and Mm -hmm. and there's more montage and a black and white movie promo from the owner at the end was like time is good to go (laughs) it's time for climax but you'll need a different ticket for this one Mm -hmm. i mean that's just that's just good advertising to be honest you would think that the arc with like Sieg and like the stuff with um one of these episodes, but I just didn't realize that all three of these episodes, the whole thing was stuff happens and there's some connection to like the movie stuff, which is cool. Right. Like honestly, but yeah. And twenty seven starts with like more of the um the cryptic owner and stuff. Be like, huh, oh, what's gonna happen? <laughs> and there's some thieves in the milk dipper, and they fart. Mm-hmm. And it wakes people up. I mean, I guess as it does. Uh, it's comedy, you know, it's. I mean, that is that is a very, very Japanese comedy type thing. Like fart jokes are still funny. Being naked is funny. Being very loud is funny. And you'll notice that, too, with like the two Irie suitor guys who are just so fucking loud. Yeah. And, that, and that's supposed to signal to you that they're funny. It's like, no, they're just annoying. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just like a I like some of their bits. Like, it's like, oh, some of them are funny. I don't know. Like, I just think uh, personally, I've never been waiting around and I've never been a suitor to anybody, if that makes sense. I've never been like waiting. I feel like you. That. I get I get you. Like maybe like you have like a different experience, Steph, but like personally, like I've never been like, oh man, I'm just 
waiting to be suitable over here. I'm waiting to be I suitable. I was about to say, like, I can't relate at all. Should I just stay silent? Is that the more polite thing to do? <laughs> Have you ever been suitored by somebody? Uh... <laughs> Okay, so my wife and I have this joke where um, I'll she'll say that I'm her favorite wife, and I'll say, out of all the people that you know, I almost married. I'm so glad that you stuck with it. And she pointed out to me one day that that means nothing because I was engaged seven times before we got married. <laughs> oh, damn! Yeah. So you might be suitors a little bit. Uh, okay. A little, yeah. I mean, hey. Okay. So welcome to that uncomfortable oversharing, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, as like Wayne Gretzky, like said, like you like miss a hundred percent of the like suits that you don't earn. So yeah, it's worth trying. Yeah. And apparently, I took uh, six penalty shots before I got the one that finally mattered. As a Canadian, I cannot abide by that anecdote. <laughs> that uh... <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> You okay, wouldn't well. be the first Canadian who was offended at my complete lack of anything <laughs> hockey related. <laughs> Not talking about kids. <laughs> I've accidentally suitored somebody, but that was their own fault because I never <laughs> said anything. I was just like, that, that's, that seems like victim blaming to me. Exactly. I don't know. That sounds kind of sus. You ever just be pleasant and then, then somebody's like, oh, you're suitoring me. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I will stop immediately. I've got class. Bye. <laughs> Don't talk to me or my son ever again. Don't talk to me or my suitor ever again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, maybe one day we'll like meet that coffee where we just want to go fight like a monk, but probably not. I Yeah, I doubt it. I've played monks in tabletop games before, and I would not fuck with one in real life. I can tell you that much. Fair. Uh, so these thieves, though, they left the stash at the Milk Dipper, I guess, when it was closed down like years ago. Right. Yeah. And I like the stuff like with them where they're like in this like abandoned barn and they have like some chickens in their TV and there's all this stuff. It like looks cool. They get chased, though, when they try to come back and we get some fun chase scenes like a like clothesline where like Hana gets like Yuto and then like in the next scene, like he's like avoids a clothesline and like transform so it's like a that was a well cool moment fight. yeah yeah definitely was and yeah though um the plot is actually to hijack the deadliner yes and it works they get the deadliner so i feel like we've been a little bit like dancing around the subject not not dancing around the subject but like we haven't talked about the who seems to be like the big bad guy that's shown up who is Gao. Gao, right. yeah. So, like, what I know is that his name's kind of like Wild King, right? Like, O is like King and Gao is like Wild. Like so, the the kanji for his his um, oh, that's, yeah. name is Gao. Okay. So, Gao. But the, the first kanji means like, like fangs. And then the second kanji means king. So, he's the fang king. And, like, that's why Deno is, like, Electric King or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, well, if you look at, like, Gao's, like, rider form, it's all, it's teeth. Like, all of it is, like, teeth, right? Yeah. He's, like, an alligator-esque type thing. Or, like, a dragon. I don't know 
specifically what it is, but we briefly saw him in 26, but like in 27, like he's like in the backgrounds of shots, like randomly eating like whole pineapples and like eating <laughs> ham and stuff. He's like, this yeah. is great. Uh, but yeah, um, at the time, he was the oldest person to be a common writer because he's 54. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, the actor for Ryotaro was, I think, the youngest at, at like 17 or 18. And like, a like notable thing about like Deno was he was the first lead common writer that was born in the Heisei like era. So that was mm-hmm. like a thing where it's like, oh, like he's very young. And like it's like a big thing was like, oh, like the youngest and oldest like writer will face or whatever. At the time. I think I think he's been dethroned by someone else in a later series by a year, but you know, whatever. I definitely think there's younger common writers now because there's been like, oh, was the guy who played Aruto in Zero One, was he younger than that? I think he was. The character was like 22, but he was like 17. Yeah, something like that. Like, he's quite young. I think there might have been like a super young kid or something that was like seven who was like in like one of the movies. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm seven. But in the future, I'll become a writer. So I can become a cover writer now, you know, movies. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so um, he's cool, though. He has like a nice design his plan is to get the gal liner and like go through time he has like a a like crew too and like it's like he's stuck in 2000 and he needs the deadline to come to him so he like finds the criminals have their memories back in 2000 that's like his whole plan and yeah they've hijacked the denliner and that leads right to commander deno i am born where we have a the classic now um, shots of Jeneb putting the watermelon on his head and running through a field. <laughs> I think uh, the SH figure art for him came with the watermelon like for his head. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that is. I want some of those. That, like I like don't live super near like a like GameStop anymore. But like if I was like at a GameStop, I can that. I can get you. Give me a list of what you want. I can go to a book off and get them cheap because okay. they're there. No, yeah, I uh. Have actually like a lot of merch for like Deno actually because I got the uh, Hello Kitty crossovers and like that was like just for like Fies and Deno and Decade and mm. yeah but no I will do that though uh, but yeah so how are we feeling about like this whole like pre movie arc or like what we think for like this like movie or like for like the show after like how are we feeling I think. The interesting thing about this is that they've set up Gao as kind of like, uh, you know, he'll be the antagonist. But I have to wonder if because the movie takes place in between this episode, uh, the last episode, 27 and 28, if he'll be around after the movie or are they going to beat him in the movie? And then he's kind of just gone. Yeah, that's literally thought. Um, I do. We what do we think happens if he's in the show after this, then I don't know. That's a good question, because like if if he is like kind of introduced now, defeated in the movie, but then there's like 20 more episodes like they have to introduce some kind of other like antagonal, you know, force, I guess, after the movie. Right. Unless unless he does something in the movie that brings in the antagonist that will appear afterwards. Like, maybe he shatters time, and now, like, evil time wizards are doing bad things. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, so. Right. What do you think, Steph, on this, like, like this, uh, 
playable character bit, I guess. I don't know. That's a really tough call. I'm I'm hoping that at least a couple of things get addressed in the movie that we can get some closure on just because it feels like there are so many things like dangling right now. So I think like in a perfect world to me, I would have like at least two or three questions answered by what's upcoming. Like I don't hold out a lot of hope for it, but ideally that's what I would ask for. I should note um, that the actor for the gal, um, Hiroyuki Watanabe, um, he also portrayed um, the father of the original like Garo in that series. Yeah, Taiga. Yeah, Taiga. Um, he also, oh, that's sad. Yes, it's not. I was going to mention it, but yeah. if you're going to mention it now, go um, ahead. On May 3rd, 2022, um, the content order, um, Watanabe was found dead in his house with the main like case suspected to be suicide. So that's, yeah, oh. unfortunate. So that's like last week. Yeah. Or not like, yeah, yeah, about last week, maybe two weeks ago. It was unfortunate because, like, he's a great, like, he's, Hiroyuki Watanabe is, is a pretty, like, prolific Japanese actor. He's in so much. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, like, it's just like, when you look, it's like, oh, wow, he used, that's a lot of stuff. Um, like, he's like the voice of, um, Bruce Wayne in the Batman movies, the Batman Return. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's well, that's actually wild. But he's he was recently in Tokyo Vice, which I believe is oh, yeah. still airing. That is airing, yeah. Um, he's in the High and Low movies. Is is a character like yeah? He's been in quite a lot. Yeah, no, it's always like a sad thing to hear. Uh, and yeah, um, but I. Hope we see a little bit like more of him, but like like this movie is like the main like spot for him. Um and then we don't know for like Sieg. Um and then we also don't know what's what's next to this like show. Um Right. I guess only the movie will tell, right? And what happened to Sakurai Yuto? We still don't know. Mm -hmm. That's true. We don't know. He's like it's weird now too, because from what we knew, he had disappeared randomly. And now he's reappeared, but then another version of himself slightly more from the future has come back in time because something bad has happened. So it's like, my question is, what happened to the original one who disappeared into time or wherever he went? Right. He's got a really weird character pro progression. And that's something that uh, we kind of touched on in the last episode when you couldn't be with us was... The fact that there's just so little we know about him, but he literally right. pops up everywhere. So mm -hmm. it's just it, it's probably one of the bigger mysteries that I've seen in a show like this, where it's just like you don't have any real idea what to even theorize with it. I have to wonder. You've kind of triggered this idea in my brain here now that I think about it. I have to wonder if he is not from the timeline that that uh Ryotaro is from mm. if if he has come back in order to influence the 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 timeline that Ryotaro is in to go a specific way because that uh, it, yeah that'd make a hell of a lot of sense because he seems to like always know where Ryotaro is like 
all the time. It's like, oh, he should be fighting this monster at this place. And he's just there like all the time. Like there's no way realistically that he should know that unless he already knows how events are going to go. And he's just making sure that they happen a specific way. Right. Well, and on top of that is something that I noticed with our last episode is the fact that he knows how to talk to Ari and not a lot of people do. Like mm-hmm. you can watch throughout the uh, the life of the show, like a lot of people talk at her, but most people don't know how to really engage her. And it almost seemed like it kind of like somehow kicked in an instinct for him to know how to get her to speak to him. So it, there's right. a lot of like really different things that are coming up from how he was introduced. So I like genuinely don't remember a good chunk of what's going on here. So my question is, does he know where things, where and when things are happening or is the when and where in relation to him? That's my question here. That's a good question too. Like, is he the watcher? Is he the target? What is he? I have to wonder because like he when he first showed up, he seemed kind of like pissed off that he wasn't Deno. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if maybe here's here's my here's my wild speculation in his timeline. He was Deno and he got up to whatever that event that happened was um, that the the world's gone to shit or something bad has happened, whatever. And now he's realized, oh, okay, like I need to go back in time to become Den O again and go back through the timeline, but make sure it happens a specific way. But then when he goes back for some reason, due to Ryotaro being like an absolute klutz, he's like warped the timeline and he's instead become Deno instead of Yuto. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's like, he knows where he needs to be. Let's try and piece together this timeline then. Um, because we know 1997, mm-hmm. that is when the current Comrade Zeranos, Sakura Yuto from 10 years ago, came from. That's also right. where Siege got left. Mm-hmm. 2000, that's where Gao is. That's also around the time that I think um, the like parents of Ryotro and like Ari are killed. Correct. Um, then fast forward to like 2004 or five he's mm-hmm. he's going into high school yep uh then at some point like three years before a series starts we know that sakura yuto disappears he didn't have the watch but we don't know when he started oh, dating yeah, her. right right yeah we only know that in 2007 right at the start a couple months for graduated high school realtors dropped out of school because like early january sakura yuto did he disappeared but not in a timeline way because other people besides him that aren't singularity points remember sakura yuto right and then there's the the and then there's the future that hana's from that is destroyed where the, which i assume is the future that uh, Yuto has screwed up in some way that that future's been messed up. That was also where the zero liner was thought lost too, right? Which that tracks. So we have a missing Yuto, Hana's timeline, the past Yuto with the thought to be lost zero dose. So there's a lot going on here that we don't really know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
that's my prevailing theory anyway, is that he's he's influencing Den O in order to correct his own timeline or create a timeline that he can go back to that isn't totally destroyed and messed up. Do you think that we'll get like, hey, let's do you think that we'll see a, a timeline get sacrificed for the sake of another timeline or somebody attempt to do that in the show? Maybe it's possible. I mean, it doesn't seem like Gao seems to like not care about like what goes on in specific timelines. Like he just wants to be a weird time bandit man and do whatever. But I assume that the the movie is going to go more into what his motivations are to hijacking the train because that would make more sense. I'm wondering if we're going to get like a full other timeline or if it's going to be like, this is the this is canon. Change it as you can. But right. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, well, I wonder, I wonder, too, with the movie, because the, it's not typical to have a movie in between episodes that is canon. I wonder if they realized while they were writing it, they're like, oh, no, like we've written ourselves into a corner, but we don't have enough time in the runtime of the series to, like, fix that issue. So we'll just write that plot line into the movie. And then from 28, we can just continue as though that that is the way it is i don't know i don't want to say too much but like there are things from the movie that matter in the show okay which is weird like even later on there have been more shows that have been canon with their movie but stuff like in episode 44 this character looks up at this building like ah i care about this building then episode 45 like ah i'm glad this building is being rebuilt like Right. That's okay. It. You know, yeah, like, yeah. it's a little more in Deno, is what I'll say. There's some, okay. some more going on, but <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of theories, a lot of thoughts, and of course, the uh, the catchphrase for this movie is the advent of the battle god rushing. How the waves of space time are breaking, thousand year seal. We are nice. now on the path of God. <laughs> According to the wiki. Um, wow. The, the, wow. That is <laughs> that is quite the title. I'm on board. One hundred percent. I actually love how these all have catchphrases too, but um, you also made me want to watch um, that Sentai show from the '90s Time Ranger too, because I think like that has like a lot of those like same like timeline questions that like you were asking too, David. Time, time is is a fun like plot like thing, mm-hmm. but it can also get away from you really, really quickly if you don't make sure that like it's a specific like thing like you have to tie in all your things otherwise people are going to be like yeah but what if you just went back to this time and did this thing and then this right. thing would happen and blah blah yeah and then it becomes just an absolute mess where you have to go no <laughs> I, this is the way it happens right. don't worry about the other ways I hope they keep having limits on it though because like it feels like this is like a special right. case too right but yeah oh with that though it's time for some of our final questions though um and for us, who are our favorite characters this time, everybody? Hmm. It's hard. It is, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a weirdo mode this time. <laughs> yes, very, very much so. I think for me, I'll, I'll just go down like my top one, two, three. Um, my top one is maybe Sieg because he's he's kind of like an interesting character and I'm interested to see if he shows up again. The second one has to be Hana because <laughs> I love that like there's the scene where she's like talking to Sieg and he's like, oh, no one's ever admonished me before. And oh, he's like, yeah. oh, you're my princess. And then she just winds up and punches him right in the face. She's like, shut up, you stupid bird. <laughs> True. And then three, 
maybe hmm, maybe Deneb. Deneb has been like a good, like kind of goofy, funny character through like the last 10 episodes. And I kind of enjoy his wacky hijinks of just being too nice. Um, I definitely have to agree with Seed just because he had such a grandiose personality and I enjoyed the hell out of that. Um, oh gosh, what is his name? I'm so sorry. The, uh, John Lennon character, the one who's always dressed like a monk. Oh, um, Sugura. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I love the way he like plays up his injuries to try and get sympathy from Mari and like waste so much time on that whole bit. It was just so much fun to watch. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely that. And, um, finally I'm going to have to go with again, Naomi, because watching her turn Ari's very, very careful coffee house into the place where <laughs> she is like that. trying That's her experiments coffee. and they come out looking like piles of poop was just so much more fun than I could have ever like imagined it would be. So yeah, those are my picks for this week. Mm. I'm gonna keep it going and say I like Sieg, like a strong character. I want to see more of him and see what he does. I know that like um he's a little weird, but he fits. Um Seems that's why he fits, yeah. Yeah. Um I do want to see more more time aberrations, more oddities, which is like of course like what the show is like going for. So um number two. I might say Naomi, actually, because I really liked how, like, the ongoing plotline, she's actually really bad at making coffee. She just, like, adds a lot of, like, sugar and foam and, like, gel to it or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, hmm. Number three, uh, I'll give it to, um, to Yuto, actually. I feel like he's doing a lot to, like, show off some nuance and, like, he's, like, slowly being worn down and like slowly like maturing and also like just like being less of an asshole and like also like liking these people and like he's no longer above all their stuff like for somebody who he's always around <laughs> when right. he wasn't mm-hmm. seen forever well and that's kind of ties into what we were talking about last time like he's finally getting that moment to show like that redemptive arc that characters like this tend to get at some point in these shows um, where they first come off like these massive assholes, but then you start to kindly or finally see some motivation. Mm. Yeah. Um, And uh, what practical effects or suits or like stunts like this time? Mm. I do like their weird, goofy, like a fucking Spider-Man fight. Yeah, that was good. That's mine too. (laughs) With the swinging around. Yeah. I, I do like wing form as well, but I just wish that gold was a different color. I think it would look better. But maybe he would look too much like a fucking spaceman. Yeah, maybe. For me, it was a, a Gaio's suit transformation when, like, his helmet takes all those additional steps to, like, come into something that's really cool once you get past all the uh, screens that it takes to get there. That was definitely my favorite effect. It's, so hang on. What what is what is his like thing? It's like a dinosaur or a dragon. I assume it's a dinosaur. 
I, I was thinking like something along the lines of a unicorn or something, which is probably way off, but that's kind of how I read it. What's that dinosaur that like lives in the water and like eats the evil dinosaur in Jurassic World? The like the plesiosaur yeah. type thing? Yeah. Is that it? I don't know. Like, so here's the reason why I thought it was a dinosaur is because he looks like kind of like a weird like barbarian man. <laughs> and like, for whatever reason, that's like a very, um, like weird barbarian Mad Max dinosaur dudes mm-hmm. is like a kind of a common trope in Japan as far as like portraying a character. You'll see it in like other common writer series and like even Tokusatsu where they they show where they have like a dinosaur theme. Like the characters look very similar to that. So that's why I thought it was a dinosaur. Also, he's named Gao, like the king of fangs. So that again, like I assumed it was like a T Rex or something because that would make logical sense to me but maybe i'm wrong his motif is saying it it is crocodile or alligator okay that makes sense yeah so okay so he's king of fangs right on Mm. but no oh and last but not least what outfits really stuck out and i will say i was kind of hoping that the show would come a little bit harder on the outfit front because it's not doing great compared to some other mid-2000s like Toku shows. I haven't been that impressed lately. I don't know. Ryotaro Possessed by Sieg is pretty... True. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know what it is, but white white color contacts freak me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Yeah. No. Um, hmm. I like the... This is kind of cheating, but I like the um the mascot costumes. Oh, at the end where they're goofing around yeah. in the in the coffee shop. Yeah, no, they're the way they use that trunk. They're like, oh, like, it's just, like right people's faces and stuff. Well, I'm glad you said that because that actually uh, reminded me of what my favorite outfit was, and that was the tracksuit that the bandit in that particular episode was wearing. That all red one. Oh, okay. yeah. There's something really high class about that that I admired. Oh, sure. But we've come to the end. There's a lot going on. And next time we have that movie. And after mm-hmm. that, seven more episodes. And then after that, um, a little shorter episodes, too, because there's a lot going on as the show ends. But for now, I guess uh, let's go through and plug ourselves and let's start with the you, David, or we'll find you. Okay. You're not talking about uh, cool. So uh, you can find me on my personal Instagram at Zyrell, Z-Y-R-E-L-L. You can find me on my podcast, Tokyo Fresh. Stick that into Google. You'll find it. uh, Tokyo Fresh podcast. Uh, Or you can find me on my movie podcast, The Midnight Film Club, uh, where we've just started season two. And we're going through different Asian countries for um, movies. So we're doing five per country we're in japan right now uh we've done the first two so three more coming and then we're gonna switch to i think korea after that and we go through five korean movies interesting all right and steph um you can find me excuse me also on instagram at nobody much um i will just do an additional plug here and say um definitely follow david's instagram at Zyrel because he posts some of the best pictures that I have ever seen. 
on anybody's Instagram post. So um, definitely go check that out. Um, when you're not doing that, you can find me at www.arcademilitia.com. Um, we haven't been able to release content recently because my wonderful co-host has been quite a bit under the weather. So we're hoping to remedy that soon. Um, otherwise, you can go check out our old stuff at the website I just mentioned. Awesome. Uh, you can find uh, me on Twitter.com at James Forge. Uh, you can find the podcast at Commentary Me on Twitter and Instagram. There's Commentary.com for episodes and articles. There's Commentary.com slash merch for all of our merch. All the proceeds are going to uh, small and mid-sized charities like the, 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 uh, like the Trevor Project. There's Commentary.com slash episodes, which uh, links out to places like uh, Spotify and other like, platforms. And we would love more uh, more five stars um, on Spotify and the Apple Podcast charts. Uh, had some fun like uh, rankings like recently. Uh, we got back uh, on some charts. Uh, we've been like it off for a minute, like uh, like pretty consistently, like in Japan and the Philippines. But uh, we got back in like Canada for seven minutes. That was fun. Nice. Yeah, and I guess. Uh, my question for us, though, is remembering that we have to make some um, <laughs> next time we have to make s- some images for each other, which would be fun. But I guess I um, who would we want to see in this show if they brought back a like fictional or like historical character? Like, who would we want to see join the cast of this show oh, at this point? Man. Yeah, I want to see a character based on Doraemon. Okay. Because he deals with time. He has a magical time door. And that fits right in. Mm. I'm sure Doraemon Kamen Rider exists. I, I'll, this, that is a Google <laughs> search away. Hmm. Let's go on. I'd like to see like a historical character be in like an arc and be like, oh no, like here's like a Japanese Al Capone or something or like whatever. Nice. <laughs> something like that. I want, um, I want something for, uh, Hibiki's, or no, not Hibiki. The, uh, the protagonist character for her Bicky's mom. Oh, like Yuri, you mean? Yeah. I want her to have like her own reality show where she's picking young eligible bachelors. Well, you would help produce that show stuff because I feel like y- you know what is and what is not eligible across That's time. That's true. And that is a cool door mod right there. Uh, it's like a zero one design. It's zero one version. Yeah. That's nice. No, and I guess uh, one last thought. Wh- who's got a lesson that we learned today? Hmm. Hmm. Did uh, we learn a today? lesson? It's hard. Yeah, I, I don't know about lessons. When you give them a cup of joe, uh, just uh, if you can't make it well, make it bright. No, that's not a lesson. Hmm. hmm. You can always trust yourself. Unless your mind's being erased. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> unless, there's, unless there's some caveats due to time travel that you can't. All right. All that there. And whew. we learned nothing. We learned something. We learned. Don't trust anybody. There you go. Even yourself. Especially. Whenever you go back in time, wear a noticeable piece of clothing, like a white vest. That's and what always yeah. write yes. a note. That would be a very good character in this show. That, um, inspector from like Arrested Development that's like always losing his arm or like Gene Parmesan 
feel like most rogues are Jean Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> 